JJ Nendra, we'll start with the Nokar Mantra. Om Namo Arihantanam, Om Namo Sitanam, Om Namo Ayadiyanam, Om Namo Ujjayanam, Namo Luesa Vasahunam, Esu Panchanamo Karu, Sava Pava Panasano, Mangalalancha Salvesim, Paramam Have Mangalam, Paramam Have Mangalam. All right, so this morning we're going to start with questions, some follow-up questions that Borish had specifically about how Jainism can help with your relationships. Is that right? That is right. Uh, although I will, uh, you know, uh, I, I will just put it to you all, since Nick has to leave early, uh, if you want to do it in a reverse order, then I'm, I'm all for it. We can discuss the video because I know he... he wanted to discuss that so if that's okay we can discuss that first and we can get to the questions later all right i'm okay don't don't yeah don't worry about me i just i just i saw the video and i thought i should definitely join in and say that hey thank you for saying that. okay let's start with the follow-up questions then oh okay um first of all as i mentioned last time tim thanks a lot for uh, covering that. It's something that, you know, I personally uh, am very keen to see how I can improve. And, you know, and, and Jainism, I, obviously, uh, it helps us in a lot of things. And this is one area that I think it can really help me personally. And I, I'm sure some, uh, you know, some of you all can also benefit. So I appreciate you bringing that up. I I unfortunately was not uh, able to join the discussion, but I heard, I, I, I re uh, we heard the, the recording and a lot of good things were said. Uh, I will keep it short so the kids, uh, you know, dealing with kids and the forgiveness part, I get that. Um, spouses and ekankwar, which I think is sort of universal across the board, but but especially true for, for spouses. Friends, Saralta, so on the and right? Um, I, will, I, I will just kind of put one question to the group. Uh, you know, there are times when we know certain friends have different views, certain friends have different opinions, which differ from you, you know it's going to cause friction, right? So without conceding, without saying, you know, you're right or I'm right, is it just better in your view or in the group's view to just not, not go there? Just don't go there. Let the issues, let the differences be on the side. Just get on with what you agree on. Is that is that what you would say Saralta would also mean? Yes, because we are surprisingly one of the surprising truths of Jainism is that it is better to not create violence than to lie. So for example, remember we had that famous um, famous scenario where a deer walks by 
And then a hunter comes to your house and says, which way did the deer go? And Jainism says that it is better to lie or not tell anything to the hunter because you know that if you tell the truth, if you're straightforward, then you will cause you will be cause of the violence. So yes, straight. it is better to let things go and just go with what you agree on than to cause friction in bringing up certain topics. Anybody else have a view, thought? Which, uh, you know, the follow-up on that was the co-workers. Now, if that's the case, um, what extent do you go till? Because in co-workers' case, there may not be, it may not, the relationships are a little more complex. There are, there's your career on the line, there's, you know, upward mobility issues, there's, uh, there is your role in the organization, your role in the business, and you know for a fact, we've all experienced this, you know for a fact, sometimes your bosses are wrong, most of the time bosses are wrong. And yet you have to make sure you don't go and confront in a very open way and there's a lot of politics involved. So the thoughtfulness, speech and action, the, the three things that you mentioned when you deal with coworkers, are we supposed to say, this is like, I'm, I'm going to use this term loosely, you know, just be politically correct, just, just do and say things that is not going to cause friction. And even though you inside, you know, you're not really happy with it, but just go, just do those things because, as you said, you don't want to create violence. You're certainly right to distinguish between friends and coworkers because you can agree not to talk about certain things with friends. But obviously with coworkers, you're striving towards a common purpose. And that means sometimes when you don't see, see things the same way, because you're striving towards a common purpose and you need to take action on what you're seeing, there will be disagreements. And so certainly we wouldn't say not to um, go along to get along just with coworkers, especially when it's a safety issue or when it could lead to more violence or things like that. However, um, so in that respect, I wouldn't say to treat coworkers the same as friends. However, there's, as you know, there's always a way to bring things up without causing violence. And one of the unfortunate realities is that violence is asymmetric. That is, it doesn't take two people to start a fight. It only takes one person to start a fight between two people. And it, unfortunately, it takes two people to have peace between them, which is why peace is much harder than war. And so you can only do what you're capable of doing to maintain the peace. And once another side has decided on a disagreement, whether it's because of who you are or what you're saying, or like you said, political reasons like upward mobility and things like that, you can only protect yourself and uh, you still have to strive to achieve the common purpose at work. But as you know, there are other ways around. There are ways to tell people bad news delicately. There are ways to uh, bring things up in a group 
There are ways to talk to another person and ask how you should handle this one person at work or things like that. Uh, yes, me here. I just wanted to add to that question a little bit um, that, you know, especially dealing with work environment and being politically correct. Is that going to keep peace in your mind? Because Ahinsa also applies for ourselves. And that's the question I raise is, you know, just by not kind of bringing it up, it's going to create, is that going to create a storm in your own mind that you didn't deal with something and now it's going to have effect on your own self? Yes, Koshik. So I was going to um, add more to what uh, you and Amir said. And, and Pranesh gave sort of uh, multiple scenarios, right? Co-workers and boss and everything. And, and I think you can have different solution based on the scenario where sometimes, this, at least that's what I do, uh, uh, and there are ways to approach a certain situation. like. You're right, many times our bosses are, are not correct in making the decision and sometimes we are not, right? So, and when our direct reports look at us, they think of us as the same way. Uh, the way I have approached my boss is uh, not to go and tell him how wrong she is, but, but my approach is always ask her a couple of questions which would lead her to the right answer. and and. And in in last 15 months, I've been working with this person. She knows me enough that if I ask her questions, she'll pause and think about it. That if he's asking a question, seems like he's not convinced. So if she has to make a decision, uh, so so the answer is not always confront, but help that person find that answer. And sometimes you have to be politically right. In fact, this is a good topic to segue into one of the things we are we are going to talk about, right? Uh, polit politics and workplace. Uh, is is uh, you just uh, help that person navigate through some of the issues that you see in your eyes, and and help them get to an answer. And you have to be politically right. At times, I have to convince my boss that that's her decision, right? Although it's not hers. It's, it's, I'm essentially telling her what needs to be done, but but I let her take credit. And and you have to pick your battles and let people win at times uh, for bigger good. So we touched upon your personal sort of sanity when, when you're doing that, right? So if you decide not to confront someone or, or push back, then how it's going to stay with you? Because you also have a moral obligation towards the organization to make sure that you do what's right for the company and, and in terms of dealing with people or policies for people. So I think it is a much complex issue and, and there is no one solution where we can say, uh, that not confronting is the answer or accepting is the answer or, you know, it, it depends upon also the personality you are dealing with. Some are more uh, open to your feedback. Uh, I, I just think it's, it's a little bit complex, varies from situation to situation, people to people, uh, and you decide what makes sense in that situation. So anyways, Parish. Yes, Parish. Uh, Amir, that was an excellent point. In fact, that is the point I wanted to bring 
uh, bring about and you made it very, you brought it very nicely is the is the conflict in your mind it is not the con external conflict and uh, maybe you know guys maybe maybe you know jainism you know is a set of principles we may be looking at it as you know as as a we need answers we need answers maybe that's not what is out there you know it's within ourselves what we accept how we react jainism book you can read and say okay this is the situation here this is your solution and and maybe this is the wrong question for me to ask you know how to deal with people uh, i just was wondering if jainism can help us maybe maybe it's not but but thank you mayor for for bringing that point up because that is the essential conflict uh, whether you are at peace at yourself not confronting on an issue that you believe that it should have been confronted well uh, just a comment uh, i think you all said there is different answer to different question and situation but uh, but I, I i think that we can use jainism principles to uh, help arrive to some of those answers uh, because still our principles is what should be guiding our response yeah at times we have to be politically correct and, and like we all said it varies from situation to situation but i think the framework can be used so uh, to, to arrive at a, a solution that makes sense Obviously, we make so many decisions and conversations every day. I can't sit here and tell that I again go back to Jainism principle every single moment and statement. But I think generally, if we are within the guidelines of do what is right, uh, where you are not harming anybody, and and trying to work within those principles, I think that's uh, good enough. Uh, Any other questions or comments? Just to just to get that, uh, uh, I guess the the common point of Parish and mine across a little bit. I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, let's say in your workplace, in your organization, there is a position that you are going for, and you you are competing with a woman. You know there is a company. Uh, policy, you know, you see it everywhere. They're trying to get 25% of women in the management. That is the goal. That's a diversity goal that company has. And just for the, it's equal, you know, you're, that's no such thing like, but you're exactly equal in terms of uh, uh, qualification. Woman as well as, woman is equally qualified, you're equally qualified. You know, that management, whether you get the job or not, the management has, the, the manager, the hiring manager has an incentive to prove his own side that uh, to he is incentivized or she's incentivized to hire a woman in that position just because that's a corporate guideline. There's nothing you can do about that. It's, it's part of the reason, right? You have a choice not to say anything about it, ignore it, or just not even apply it. I mean, that's one thing you could do is like, you know, 
and, and don't say anything about it because that's just, you know, you can talk all the equal opportunity and stuff like that, but there is, you know, you, you, you basically think there's not a chance that you stand other than just apply and see what happens. But how do you deal with such situation? What is your opinion on it? Let me know if I've defined the, the situation properly or not. Certainly there are times in our life where we can't do anything about it. And in that, in that respect, it's a company policy issue, right? And certainly there are other times where it's a physical issue or a mental issue. There are certain times when we are not in control. But remember, um, I would counsel anybody in that position to remember that they are in control because all of their actions up to this point have led them to this point and they are always reaping the fruits of our karma. The problem in making yourself in this scenario and in other scenarios is that it's very easy to become the victim when it appears things are outside your control. And it's especially easy to say, why is this happening to me? For example, let's say everybody gets a stimulus check, but you don't get one because you make too much money. It's very easy to say, oh, these people are getting it and they have it in for me and like things like that. It's very easy for to become the victim. Um, but I would in that in that scenario, I would say, hey, you know, we're blessed. We don't have to have a stimulus check. We're blessed and we're getting the fruits of whatever we earned and um, we're earning the fruits of our karma. And I would take that scenario and apply it to this scenario. Say, there's nothing I can do about it. If I start bad-mouthing people, that's Papa Nubandu Pap. I'm just creating more bad karma to myself. If I start bad-mouthing the company, bad-mouthing the policy, and casting myself as a victim of this uh, diversity policy, right? But there's nothing I can do about it. So I have to make the best of what the cards I'm dealt. And that includes not creating a storm in my own mind and giving myself an opportunity to do more pop and attract more bad karma. That is, there might be a next, um, I have to think about the good parts. I have to look at how blessed my life is. There might be another opportunity later. This might be the impetus for me to get a better opportunity at another company. This might be the impetus for me to see, hey, let's see if the, this diversity policy is working. And maybe it is working and maybe it's not working. You see how I can, I have a lot of weapons at my disposal to make sure I do not do more pop by casting myself as the victim. Yes, Parish. Sure, no, those are great points, but it's a practical approach to a problem, what you're, what you're describing. Uh, and then surely, you know, we want to make sure, you know, our principles is don't, you know, don't get negative thoughts, don't get negative karma, and, and so let it go. My point, I think, the point here is, should you confront? If you know there is something wrong, should you confront or just internalize it and say, no, let's not, you know, let's not do negative karma and just move on. According to me here, there's nothing I can do in this scenario. So to answer your question, I would say no. Confronting will get me nowhere other than 
causing more violence because there's nothing I can do. Well, in that case, we are not going to ever, ever be able to, ever be able to get your point ever across any issue. I mean, I'm just, this is just devil's advocate. I'm not, I'm not trying to pick an argument with you. I'm just. Well, no, I understand, uh, but that's not true. There's always actions and things we can take, but your question was confronting people about it. Now, that's simply causing violence, and if there's nothing I can do and the situation is out of my control, I'm not going to confront anybody about it. But I have control over my actions. If I deeply disagree that I was passed over the promotion because of a, a diversity requirement that I don't believe in, I mean, obviously, I can start polishing my resume and looking for another place to work. And I can do things that are not violent in response to certain stimulus. Yes, Goshi. Yeah, I, I, I also think that uh, uh, I, I'm not sure if we can have a black and white answer in these scenarios, like this diversity one, um, you know, like in our organization, I know nothing can be done, absolutely nothing. And, and if I were to go and, and try and argue that or confront, I may end up losing my job because that's one thing you can talk about, right? Diversity. And, and there are certain decisions made in our company recently that even a four-year-old kid won't make, right? Just to uh, have that right balance and, and, and the percentage. So, what I have learned or I'm trying to learn is uh, or, or adapt for myself is those situations which are not in your control, do not, and, and try and focus your energy somewhere else. Bite your tongue, whatever you need to do, you have to find a way to, uh, you know, gain that peace for your mind and ignore that because what you can, the remaining 75%. And then the question that I ask myself, and, and so I have a huge team that, that uh, reports into me and and people come to me with these questions and at the end of the day, I ask them that then this, you're working here because I, uh, you want to work here, right? Uh, so if you think that the policies are not aligned with your personal career objectives, nothing can be done. And, and same thing, I challenge myself that this is a huge company and, and not every decision that they're going to make, I'm going to like it or I, I approve of it. And I, I mean, they don't have to ask me anything. So I have a choice here. Either I, I tag along and move forward. And, and, and then there are certain scenarios to my previous point. It can be black and white, right? So these things I let go, but then there are other things where I will uh, aggressively negotiate. If it is about my compensation, the boss knows that, that this guy is not going to spare me, right? So, so those things I don't accept, but then there are a few things. Uh, I, I let go for because I know that there's no way out. So I think again, it's not a one answer, but but in this example, Neil, the best way is you find peace for yourself because that's not changing. Uh, that, that's how I look at it. Yes, Ashish. Yeah, um, I agree with me what you said. Um, I think we would. I'm not experienced this. I've seen it actually. You know. Uh, when my management had to make a decision on some level people and they said to meet a certain quota and if we don't do this, we would lose the opportunity to promote somebody. So if you have a quota of three promotes out of 10 and they say 
one of them has to be a female. If you don't promote the female, then you lose that one opportunity as well. But in reality, I think if it were to happen, uh, we just have to go and find other successful stuff that we want to do, right? If, if, if you didn't get an opportunity here, kind of just put your head down and say, all right, let me move on and uh, take my, you know, if my skills, my talent somewhere else, if, if it's not appreciated to the level that the organization wants. Maybe the organization may feel different afterwards. But, uh, and I don't think it's just about this, right? It, it goes, I don't know many people know, but how the criteria of education, right? Some of these uh, bigger schools where 10% has to go to a minority base, even if they don't pass their scores or whatnot. Um, UT and A&M had a big thing back when I was going to school where people used to get upset because, um, you know, uh, they, they, they'd be very good marks and, and unfortunately they just wouldn't get in because the other schools and other areas uh, were getting the, the you know, uh, permissions that come to join the school versus uh, people with good criteria. So it's unfortunate, but I think you have to just move forward and find and, uh, other opportunities. Maybe that, like you said, is going to open better, bigger and better doors for you. Any other questions or comments? Hey, uh, um, last question from me on this one. There is a category of people uh, that I, it doesn't seem to be covered by this. It's relatives, your siblings. Um, I would assume, you know, you know, an word and forgiveness would probably kind of the guiding principles with those relationships. Um, uh, I, is, is, okay, let me just say, is that, would that, would that be some, would that be the way you would look at, y'all would look at it? Yes. Okay. Well, thanks again. I mean, uh, this was great, uh, Tim, uh, everybody, uh, this was great. No problem. Thank you for those follow-up questions. And I know during the week, sometimes we think of questions that we should have thought of during the discussion. I want everybody to be open. We can revisit any topic that you've missed or that you've had a question about, and it was from two classes ago. Totally fine. We can always bring up any topic. With that, I'd like to turn it over to Koshik and Mihir, who are going to talk about a very interesting video and the ideas that they had that came out of that video. And first, I'd like to ask you to summarize that video for us because there are no captions in that video. Kaushik, you're on mute. Go for it. Well, uh, I, was, I was going to ask, you are the expert. Do you want to do it or do you want me to try? Uh, obviously, you have been doing this for some time, but I'll... I, I, Okay, I'll start and then, you know, you can pitch in or everybody, anybody else who have, who have watched the video can pitch in. So, you know, as uh, honestly, I have, I have been in different modes on a lot of customs that we have. And one of the things as, as kids in the US, and we are trained here more so than in India, is we like to question everything. Why do we do this? Why do we do that? Why don't we eat this? Why don't we eat that? Why somebody else can eat this? And why, why can't we do that? I mean, there's whys to everything. 
And uh, one of the things that uh, uh, the Acharya Udayamallah, uh, Suryasurji Maharaj Sahib, uh, has done, he, he has won, uh, just to, to make sure that everybody has a context about him, he, he has won the, the greenest book record of delivering multiple topics, multiple subjects. And his focus is youth, explaining that to youth. Because this inquisitiveness, somehow when we were youth was, I think was, was shut down by our parents, especially growing up in India, because partly they didn't know the answer and they just believed in faith. They're like, okay, just don't worry about science, believe in faith and that will get you what, what you need as a mental piece. And I think it's kind of ties to the topic of what we were talking about earlier. One of the hardest thing to do is mental peace. You know, you can, you can fake all you want externally, but when you and your mind is not on the same page, it becomes very difficult. And that's when they call it mental issues and depressions and all that stuff that happens. And after that, it's very difficult to, to manage it. Uh, a physical injury is, is easy to manage. The mental is difficult. So he, he has done a, a lot of work and as even if you had a chance to, to listen to the video, it's a lot of youth in the audience and asking the questions that's relevant for, for somebody who, who doesn't have a clarity on it. So the, the topic was, why do we do Uchamani uh, or bullies? You know, and sometimes people may perceive it as, okay, you know, people are trying to show off their money. Uh, and Jainism promotes it. It's set up such a way that one can promote demonstration of their wealth. So the basic thing he starts with, the purpose of religion and, and everything we do is to, to improve our quality of our soul. And the boli is no exception. It's very similar here as well. That it is dharmani vruddhi karvani chai. Means apani je atmano je dharma chai eni vruddhi karvani chai. Means we have to grow our, our soul. So that's the purpose. Now, there are there are different ways and you, uh, we, we had a very good discussion last week when we talked about Degambar versus Shvetambar. Yeah, to continue certain things, you need means to continue it. Uh, in the Magad, just to survive, for the religion to survive, they have to do something. And we all will agree, even in U.S., being more practical, that you can't do things without money. Whether it's managing temple, whether it's uh, doing certain things, you just can't manage it. And especially, I think it's more competitive in, in U.S. As we know, all of our child, we want every, all our child, or our child be the first one to be on the stage. That's just uh, the mentality of U.S. And, and we all want it. Well, that same thing applied. So, the... What he says is, why holy? He said, okay, one way is to say is we need finances to, to run our organizations, right? So we need to find a way to do, to get the finances. And this is one way to get it, finances. Okay, well, if this way doesn't work, we all have alternatives. So he talks about alternatives. So, okay, you're saying that this holy should not be the way to do it, not the financially. Let somebody do a cash loss. Okay, so that's an alternative. Let's see, test it, if it's feasible to have that alternative. So Paresh says, okay, I'm going to do 100 ekash now. Kaushik says, I can do 105. Timir says, I'm going to do 110. And that's the way the boli occurs. Well, Ashi says, well, I, I can't do ekashnas because I don't like Kalidupani. 
Well, I can do ukwasis. Can I? Can you convert that into number of ukwasis I need to do? <coughs> and Ume says, well, I prefer doing ambil. It's all tub. So let's make it in terms of tub. And, and then somebody says, well, I can't do, but I can do no karwaris. Or I can do kamashnas. I can do. So now, so what happens in this case is, let's say we do agree on somebody in, among the six and do something. Well, how do you verify it? How are you gonna? How, how is Parish is gonna get a receipt saying that he did, he won this bully because he did hundred ukwas? What is the means to, to validate and verify that? Well, it's it's a very difficult to do that. Uh, let's come up with another means. Let's not. I mean, somebody says, okay, I'm I'm diabetic. I can't do tough at all. It's not my physical strength. But I want to do. Uh, 75,000 kamashnas in one year and I want this boli. So all these become sort of a, a difficult thing because imagine in India or in US, you know, I know one of my, my dad, for example, he loves to do bakshal. One of the reasons he loves to do bakshal because bakshal happens the first and he wants to leave it, leave the dirasa quickly so he can get to his work. Well, who does the first bakshal? Just apparently somehow we have attached the sentiment such a way that there is a value in doing the first bakshal. And, you know, you do the first one. Well, if if it's led up to a person or a manager over there and say, okay, you know, uh, he will let my dad do it. Well, somebody else will question and say, you know, why not my dad or why not me? So it becomes a subjective. And what he says is you have to have a means to do it. And the bully is just a means to do it. It's one way of doing it because it's a convenient way. It's a it's a verifying way. It's a way easy to manage the system. It helps to, to keep up with the organization. And the other thing is, it doesn't take away the main purpose. The purpose should be the same. If somebody's coming there to show his million dollars or crores dollars, and, and if he doesn't improve, the soul, uh, as a main purpose, uh, it's not an intent. I mean, but you can make everybody do it. It's just the door and avenue to do it. What he also says is you can't blame somebody to spend money on their asset. For example, I mean, you know, if if somebody decides to spend one crore in, uh, uh, in a wedding just to show the uh, or even just that, that's the, what they want to do. Well, if somebody wants to show one crore in Dirasar, it's just we, we could agree that that's something we can't question because they just want to do it for this cause. At least from a, you know, if you think that helps them to get a one step closer, that shouldn't be questioned. So I think these are the, the main highlights that the main purpose is it's Dharmani Vruti. It's a means, it's a manageable means, uh, verifiable means to to function. Uh, it's uh, not just to demonstrate the wealth, it is to, to, to earn and dedicate the wealth in the right cause. Again here, assuming that everybody agrees that Dirasar is uh, investing, it's a, it's a right cause and helps your karma. Uh, also, it's a reminder that, you know, if you are donating it, you need to continue earning the right way because you are around and socializing with the people who are, who are, who are giving you these values.
and, and, and mindset. So that, that those are the things I recall and remember from the uh, the thing. And I obviously we can talk about the so why one other thing you mentioned, and I think that's where the management aspect comes into play, is what is the cost if you look at the uh, the cost of doing a bookshelf. What does it involve? It involves a kalash, a value. Let's say if you buy a new kalash, the, va- the the cost of kalash is certain amount, and then water, which you can call, we can we can agree it's a it's a negligible cost, and somebody is willing to pay one crore rupees to do a bakshal to do the first one, because that's the value for that person. So you have a cost, you have a price that somebody is willing to sell it at. And then you have a uh, the value for somebody to to do this karma, and, and that's a management concept that that I think was sort of an appealing for me as well. So, anyways, that's the summary that I I can I can I captured during uh, the the video I that I watched a couple of times. Do you think that we could run the Jane Center on anonymous donations? So we got one no. Anybody think yes? Because, okay, so you said, okay, why bullies? We have to finance the Jane Center somehow. I certainly understand that. And I, there's something good about hacking our own brain to for the benefit of the Jane Center. That's great. We all know that we have a human brain that likes to, you know, puff itself up a little bit. But, and then we set up this straw man about this, doing this stuff and how is that any different and who's going to do what stuff and but what about running the Jane Center on anonymous donations oh you're on mute there Parish. let me unmute sorry about that uh, well I, I would I would think about it at least the way I think about it is this uh, implicit that argument that donations should be anonymous is the fact that you want to, uh, or not you, not you in particular. You can say you, say me, say me. That's what I want. I want the Jane Center to run on anonymous donations and I want to um, ax the bully, the whole bully process. It is very transparent. It is very verifiable. It is very transparent. 
transparent and the criticism that uh, you know bolbala is what what you're what what you're what you're referring to Tim, the criticism that you know people with money only will be able to uh, get the recognition and his rebuttal to that or his explanation i wouldn't say rebuttal his explanation is what is the harm in celebrating somebody who actually sacrificed who is actually giving the money as opposed to people who are not giving money. I found that very powerful, actually. In fact, it is liberating. You, you, as a son, we always say, Sangpati, you know, people who donate must be celebrated because they are contributing in a way that is, that is beneficial to the son. Now, we all have our biases. We all have reasons why we, we do things. Right? I mean, if, if you are doing it with a clean heart, say I'm donating this for the benefit of the son, for Dera sir, I don't see any reason why we should not celebrate that person's contribution. Yes, Koshik. Yeah, in addition to what Paresh said, I think so celebrating and also uh, inspiring others, motivating others to do the same, I, I think that. That's what comes out of it. So when I when Paresh does something good, I, I want to you know celebrate uh, his deeds, and then that way others who are rich and who are capable of doing something, they they feel like they should be doing something as well. So in the video, you know they start with this cost price value concept, and then within value, why value is different. They talk about that initially, uh, and then they said. It's clear in order to celebrate that you are not going to you're going to use money like Mir said in terms of managing the process uh, and then the other options can be other garam things or it can be non-garam things right so you it, uh, the example was given it can be based on who does more face time it has to be something garam but garam is not transactional or transparent the, we all agreed that we want to be transparent so part of being transparent is not being anonymous, right? So we are going there. And then there was also a detailed uh, argument for a few seconds in the video is, uh, within the rich, you are not uh, appreciating everyone. So, so within rich, wealthy person, there are two types. One was collecting and one was donating. And, and what we are doing here, to your point, Chimil, uh, the, the person who is donating, we, need to talk about that person. Of course, now it's a different thing. If a person doesn't want to give out his or her name, that's that's completely different. But there is, I don't see any reason for us managing that because that also conflicts with our process of managing the outcome. So if it is uh, anonymous, then who does the picture, right? Because at the end of the day, we also want to manage using this process. So it's a twofold. One is celebrate and manage the process. Yes, Ashish. Oh, you're on mute, Ashish. Sorry. Uh, what I was saying is that during the bully here in Houston, like after you win it or whatever, you got to take it to home, right? Uh, take turns to take it home. If you don't participate in bully, will you still get a chance to take it home? Are they going to say no? I don't understand the question. So I, as I understand it, you give money 
And then one of the benefits of giving money is you get a chance to take this murti home. When you say you don't participate, do you mean you don't give money or you give money and you say, no, I don't want to take it home? Well, no, you, you did not uh, participate in the bowling. You didn't win it. You didn't donate. So are you not allowed to take that after those other people have taken it? Correct. That's right. Do you not get a chance to do that now? I think so. I think you're right. You do not get a chance. You are basically promoting that if you don't give a price, you can't take it. And what is it doing outside the other days? It's, it's stored in a storage lock somewhere, in a locked compartment. It says if you don't pay a price, you don't get to use it or bring it to your home. And your intentions are only good as you as a member of the society. But you're now putting a price to be part of that exclusive have and have nots. If you have it, you can do this. If you don't have it, I don't have the money. So I can't do it. Yes, Umesh. Donation and appreciation is actually required, and this process is uh, running from the very long time. And by the doing the Anumodna, they get some positive vibration also. So I think donations should not be anonymous. But yeah, the person who doing want to do anonymous, we can uh, he can do. He's welcome. But I think uh, some appreciation required for doing the donation, and we should celebrate it. Okay. Before I get to Koshik, I have three rebuttals for you guys. What is the harm of celebrating? Well, the last time I checked, ego was one of our enemies and we're Jains. And that the word Jain comes from the word Jina, which means conquering our enemies. And we don't want to promote our enemies. We're, that's treason. We're fighting anger, ego, deceit, and greed. My second point is, what's the harm in inspiring others? We're inspiring others to be greedy. That's what we're doing. We're inspiring others to be greedy so they can also participate in the bullies. And my third rebuttal is this transparency argument is a sham argument. There's no hint of corruption in the derasur to justify this bully process by saying, oh, it's transparency. That's simply a sham argument. There's no, there's no hint that, oh, people making a don anonymous donation, there's no evidence that that will corrupt the derasur. Yes, Koshik. Well, uh, I was going to respond to what Ashish was saying. Sure, yes. Uh, Example of Murthy, if everybody's given that chance, then you're not being fair to the people uh, who has uh, given the bowling. Right? This is like do you pay for the movie or do you watch it online, right? Uh, without paying for it. Uh, I think you have to do something in order to, uh, because that's what we said cost, price, and value. On, on that basis, you have to put that value in. Now, obviously, if uh, the Nirasa decides, that uh, after the initial occasion has been addressed and then it is open for public, like it's done in the pujas as well, right? The first person has to pay, first one or one family. And then others are allowed to do, I think that's fair. But, but the argument can be that without paying, I don't get the first chance because it goes back to the process. Uh, Pranesh, you had your hand up, uh, but 
But uh, yeah, I can talk about Chinnu, your comments as well. But later on, let me talk about. Uh, let, let's see what Parash has to say. Thanks, Koshik. Uh, I was actually going to say I'm going to only, uh, you know, Tim bought three points up, so I'll take one. Y'all can, uh, you know, divvy up the other two. And uh, just caution, but as next lecture you may be presenting, okay? <laughs> That's better. Uh, Tim, on the ego issue, uh, are we promoting egoism? Is, is that the objective of this? Certainly. I would question that. Um, I don't see. I don't see it as promoting egoism. I see it as celebrating donation. Somebody who is willing to part with what they have. Not everybody is willing to part. And by the way, I, I don't want to create a, 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 a class system. Somebody donating $500 is equal to somebody donating $500 million. So I, I get that part. Okay. Uh, all I'm saying is we are not the objective. Now, people may take it in a different way, and I mentioned that. The objective is not to promote egoism. The objective is to celebrate donation and and give and giving the giving part. But that's just on that on the ego ego issue. Yes, me here. Okay. I here's one thing. It's a practical. Um, uh, are you able to hear me? Yeah. Okay. So it's a practical, practical approach. Okay. It's the first day. Let's say it's one of the heaviest day, Mahavirjandir, whichever day you want to pick. Pick a day. There are 10 people of which five of, five of them are anonymous donors. Nobody knows. And five of them are not donating. They don't know about donation concept. They don't, just don't have it. They are there. They all believe in Murti Puja. They want to do Bhagwani Puja. And somehow it's instilled in them that, you know, Puja, they want to be first. For whatever reason, they want to be the first to do the Puja. One of the volunteers from us is there. Kaushik is in charge. And he needs to decide who will do the first Puja. Who will be the first one? And it might not be that. It's a value that you get more punya if you do the first puja. It's just like somebody needs to go. Somebody has something else going on, but they all want to be the first one. How do we decide who does the first puja? And murti puja, what we have to here take into uh, consideration is murti puja is part of our religion. And, you know, everybody's encouraged to do puja. So who does the first one? How do we decide that? Yes, Ashish. I was just, I stepped away for real quick. What I wanted to mention also, it's almost similar to people who pay donations. You can now put your kid in school because you've given them the money. Whereas a kid, family that doesn't have the money, doesn't get the right to access to the education system. 
So it's just it's just another level, right? You you give you give the donations. You're showing that you're again. I, I still believe that it is feeds the ego, regardless of the person. I'm not saying that people are doing that for the ego. We all know they're doing it for the pure benefit of the samaj, for the pure benefit of uh, you know your religion and whatnot. But inherently, it promotes, I believe, ego, which is against the law of principles. Like I said, like you were saying, um, if I I think if you were purely on an anonymous basis, would these people do the same thing? If you purely made donations and just made everyone stand in line and say, hey, if you want to take the, with the home and do darshan, sign up, we'll raffle it out. Will they do it still? Test it out and see what happens. How much donations do you get? If they really have the pure will of donating, if they have the pure will of getting in line like everybody else and be receptive of the whole thing whenever they want to take it home, would it really work? Um, maybe not, and then go right back to the same way. Yes, Koshik. Yeah, so Koresh asked a question, is it truly feeding ego? Meer asked a question from process perspective, we'll go first. Your third question that you had uh, around transparency, so if money is not the thing, then what do you suggest? That's the question. What is the alternate way to get this process in place? And then one more thing I would ask is, you're questioning why we should be celebrating and feeding the ego of the wealthy person who's donating, right? So, and the question is, if there are two wealthy people in, in Jain Samaj, one buys a million dollar car and one spends million dollars in Derasar, who do you celebrate, right? Because uh, now you're saying, just don't celebrate anybody because we can't motivate anybody, we can't say any good things to anyone because regardless, right? You, are, you tell someone what an excellent car you bought, then you're feeding. So, so who do you choose between the two? It's a question that a, a, a person who's collecting or is donating. And this, I'm, I'm stealing this concept from that video, by the way, because that was something that was asked as well. That well, then what, what do you do? So essentially, if we can't uh, motivate or, or you know talk good about a person who's donating, then 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 what else do you, would you uh, uh, comment on in terms of uh, you know, promoting or motivating uh, certain things? Well, certainly the answer, the answer to the lesser of two evils argument, which you are presenting, is always no evil. I'm choosing no evil. You, I mean, you create a premise where, okay, well, let's choose the lesser of two evils, but I don't want to do any evil. But I, again, that goes back to Parish's question. It's not an evil. If a person... James is giving his land away where he could have built a million dollar mansion and he's saying I'm going to give this away hard earned money that I could have used somewhere else for my personal comfort and, and, and again I just pick an example not to pick on that person but but so do I when I meet him not tell him that what a great job he's doing because he's going it's going to make him egoistic and uh, even if I think if he feels egoistic, that's good because he's going to donate more and that's what I want for Jain Dharam. So, again, there are different ways to look at it, but, but everybody is valid. Yes, me here. One thing I just want to say, I think what we have to think about, uh, like Aishish had a good idea earlier uh, about, you know, raffle and things. What we have to apply, we have to 
this solution has to be applicable to thousands and millions of people on millions of giants throughout the world. And not just for JSH or a small community, which is sort of a manageable and, and what we have to deal with, we are we are dealing with the entire, you know, rich versus poor, the men's, women's, uh, educated, uneducated. So the solution has to be applicable all around the board. And, and it might be easier to apply, for example, if we customize something for JSH, maybe. But that's that's just my point, that when we think about solution, we have to think about a solution that's applicable for the entire Jain community. Yes, Parish. Uh, one of the other, one of the other things you raised, Tim, is transparency, and I would also argue that it is infinitely more transparent when you use a medium that is verifiable, as opposed to <clears throat> something that is not verifiable, and you know you have you go by the honor system. I'm curious why you call it a sham, Tim. Well, it is a justification for a a solution to a problem that is not there. Just because somebody makes an anonymous donation doesn't mean that the JSH doesn't know who it was, what the amount was. It's verified by bank transfer or check writing or anything like that. It's there. Everything's verified. But you bring up this transparency argument like uh, that's all not there. It's a solution to a problem we don't have, which is corruption through anonymous donation. I think, Tim, you may have misunderstood. Uh, if a person decides to do an anonymous donation, I, I don't think there we have a transparency issue. The transparency issue was if we use a medium that's not money, and if it is Naukarwalis, then who's going to sit and count if Paris did 100,000 Naukars or 99,000? I think that is where the transparency issue was. And then near to Ashish's point, and you were mentioning about uh, doing ruffles, uh, there again, with the ruffles, you still need to run the temple. So at the end of the day, you need that income so that you can employ and maintain the murti and the temple. So again, that is another reason. I think you guys have forgotten about Jainism. Who is counting? Karma is counting. If you take a vow and you break your vow, what is the result? You get bad karma. Who cares who's counting? Who cares if you didn't say it? If you say you're going to do it, you didn't do it, you're going to get your bad karma. And I trust that to happen. Well, but, but that's not the world we live in. When, when your paycheck comes in, I'm sure you verify you got everything that you had signed up for. We, we don't sit back and say, Oh, if the person didn't pay me, it's his karma and all that, right? So we live if the person donates money and says, I'm going to do 100 Nokavaris, and I, d- I don't care if he does it or not. I care if the money's donated and it's his bad karma. I trust that his karma will go to him, just like I trust my actions will result in my karma. We can't forget about Jainism when we talk about these things.
Very fruitful discussion today. Thank you guys for bringing that up. Um, always, uh, you know, if I offended anybody, I'm deeply sorry. And obviously, there are lots of ways. Uh, this is a controversial subject. Again, we're talking about a controversial subject. And again, I want to make sure that everybody understands. I have respect for everybody. I do understand that the Jane Center needs money to run. And I do understand it's hard to have that money. And I do understand that people make sacrifices when they give that money. Um, but very fruitful discussion today. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Uh, any last questions or comments? I would just say, uh, again, thanks to Mayor and Koshik. It's a really important topic. I struggled with it for a long time until actually, I, 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 always, saw, I always looked at it from the element of capitalism and I was like, okay, you know, that's the only way out of this thing. But there, you know, the the arguments that uh, the Marat side presented and the explanations that he, he gave, other were brilliant, absolutely brilliant. He he deconstructed the criticism one by one, and uh, uh, I, I I want to thank both of you guys. Really. Yes, Koshi. Uh, I, I was just going to say this is Neil's idea, so so credit goes to him. I, I didn't even watch this video before, and and Timir, we know that you always ask us difficult questions for us to think uh, deeply. So anything that you say, we never take it negative. Just so that you know, we all we do is appreciate you help us think through and and uh, and different thoughts and questions and challenges are always good. So so thanks for doing that. Great, thank you so much, guys. Have a great week. Thank you. Bye-bye.